Hey guys, it's Brant and I'm back with another video. Coming up in this video today, I'm going to have Xander from Kiss Army Things on the show. And we're going to be talking about our favorite versions of Kiss songs. He's picked five, I've picked five. And we may do some other things. We may spin off in some organic Kiss conversation. Hopefully we will. And uh, I don't know if he's got anything to show, but I've got something to show that I recently got. I know that you know, you guys know I've got a lot of box stuff that came in, but that's not what I'm going to be showing off today. You guys are going to have to wait till another day to see that. This is something that I picked up just the other day, and it's not really such a big deal to show it off. I'm not going to do an entire video for it, but it's something I just want to show you in today's video. So let's get right into it. All right, guys, I got Xander here from Kiss Army Things. Xander, man, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, man. It's Friday night. I got off work a few hours ago. I've been chilling in the Kiss room for a few hours, and uh, yeah, life is good. I was actually listening to my Crazy Nights LP because Crazy Nights, we, you know, we're all celebrating the anniversary of Crazy Nights, so I was listening to that before I hopped on, so I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm working on getting my kiss room set back up. There's a lot of people who've been with me a while. They know that my set has changed. My set started. Uh, the very first video I shot, it was a very humble beginning. I shot in my bedroom. My wife had a piano in the in our bedroom at the time that she had converted into a desk. And I had my camera, which was a webcam, sitting on top of a cardboard box and I had to keep cutting because the box kept kind of sl sliding sideways. So you'd see my video, it'd, it'd go sideways, and then it'd be a cut, and it'd be straight again, sideways. <laughs> so, so I went from humble beginnings to um, I had a set that was kind of like this, and then I went to the computer desk again, and then I went back to something kind of like this, and then I went to my workbench, which is over there, which that's going to be for different types of videos, like fixing stuff, because hey, I don't just talk about KISS and I don't just live KISS. Uh, I live KISS, but I also I, I can live KISS and work on an Xbox or a VCR at the same time, listening to my go. KISS music. So, um, And and so my wife uh, works from home and she was kind of sharing this room with me. My drum set's directly in front of me and my workbench is here. And then my new KISS area that I'm setting up is right here behind me. This is where it originally was whenever I came into this room. But... Um, I moved everything to the kiss to the bench whenever she came into this room to work. She her desk was like right here where I'm sitting. So we had a bedroom open up in our house. And so she moved her crafting area and her work office into there. And so I got my room back. So mm. um, so there's gonna be a lot of cool videos made in this room over the next, you know, few years, few months, nice. years, drumming videos, which I put up a few, um, fix it videos and uh I saw you're making love drum cover. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I love I love that song. That's one of okay. my favorite Kiss songs to play. And I know you're a fellow drummer as well. That's right. And that, that's a video we can do. We can talk about, we can talk about in the future, our favorite Kiss songs to play on the drums. That would be, that'd be a really cool video to do. That would so. be a good one. That'd be like a never ending one. <laughs> that would be right. a good one. We'll have to do maybe that. the top ten. We we'll have to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we got to keep it limited. Yeah, otherwise we'll just go forever. 
just keep talking. Just start with the first album. Be like, man, every song. <laughs> so, yeah, all, yeah, all, yeah all, every one of them. Yep. That's funny. But um, so today we're going to be, um, and I, like I said in the intro, I don't know if you have anything to show off. I've got something to show off. I know you guys do that. I don't know if you've got something that you I'm just right. want to show. It can I'm be right. something that you've showed on your channel before. And I want to talk about Kiss Army things real quick. If you guys okay. have not checked them out on YouTube, check them out on YouTube. Um, him and uh, is it Jeb? Yep. And are you brothers? Like yep. actual brothers? Okay. Yep. All right. So so I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm catching up on their stuff. I went back when I discovered them. I do what I always do. And I go back and I watch. I went all the way back to their short films that they've made before oh, they right. actually became Kiss Army things. Oh, Those dude. are awesome, dude. Those oh, are awesome. <laughs> there was still <laughs> a little a, bit of Kiss sprinkled in there. We, we put rock right, and roll right. right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, those are awesome. And I, I've been working my way up through his channel uh, and checking them guys out. So you definitely need to check them out if you've not heard of them. Kiss Army Things, I'll put a link to their channel down in the description. But um, I've got something to show off and then you can show something off if you want to. This is a recent sure. purchase. Um, this was got this was got gotten. This was uh, purchased at Walmart. And Walmart has these right now. Okay, yes. It is, and I love the solo albums. Anytime it has something solo albums, I love it. But this is the front, and it has that on the other side. On the top, it's just blank, and on the bottom, it's just blank. And on the back, it looks like this. Nice. And when you open it up. And those are the figures, right? Yeah, when you open it up, it's got this on one side. Oh, that's and then, cool. And then it's got the figures on the other in, oh, in here. nice. So, um, yeah, I, I've seen people posting this online that they're, they were finding it. And I didn't, I looked for it in my Walmart and didn't see it. And um, I had a friend of mine that just happened to be in a Walmart uh, in a few towns over. And he sent me a picture of it. And he's like, hey, you want this? It's 80 bucks. And I, I cash apped him the money and said, yeah, man, buy it for me. So he picked it up for me and brought it to me. So I appreciate that. But. I don't know if I'm going to open it or not. I'm probably just going to, that's probably going to go somewhere behind me in the collection or something like that. Um, I don't For know sure. if I'm going to open that up or not. I love those figures. I bought the, uh, the four individual ones mm -hmm. and I thought, see, I kind of quit buying figures a while ago just because they kind of got boring and bland and I just didn't have enough room for them. But when I saw those, I was like, Oh, I've got to have those. Those are some of the coolest figures to have. I yeah. mean, I was, I was looking in your little box. You just showed they come with some of the coolest accessories and the fact that those guitars are, I think, era specific even, is pretty cool. Yeah, they yeah they look they look to be in there. There's even a there's Paul's there's a flying V in there. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's hard to see, hard yeah, to see, see with the glare. There's a flying see, V in there. And I see is that his Ibanez up top or whatever that is. That's, that's his Ibanez. Cool. That's his Ibanez up top there. Yeah, so those, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they did really well with those figures. I thought. Jeans, axe, bass. Yeah, it's the drum set in there, and little. It looks like it's got some interchangeable hands in there. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, are they are they actually different, or is it just in case you break them, you have an extra set, an extra yeah. backup? Either yeah, way, I have to open. Cool. Like I said, I don't think these are going to be like rare collectible type things, or by, by, probably by the time they are, I'll be dead. Um, so, so I'll probably end up, I'm not going to probably live another 40 years. I mean, I'll be, well, I might, I'm not, I'll be 90. So, um, hey, you, you know, never I, know. 
Uh, I hope so. I mean, if I'm still living a good life. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, for those of you who watch my videos and you saw me open up a box that had like Kiss dolls and the Kiss game and the board and the puzzle and stuff back here behind me. And I said, I'm going to make videos detailing those. I am going to do that. I've just not gotten around to it, but I am going to do that. Um, I was talking with uh, Rob uh, from uh, Right Between the Eyes and uh, Nick and Nico. And we we're talking about how, um, and I think, let's see, that's four of us all together. Yeah. We were talking about filming a video of us playing the Kiss on Tour game, like them playing it virtually with me, me rolling the dice and moving figures, moving the pieces for us to see who wins the on tour game. So that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool to do. So um, what you got to show off, if anything, I know you got some stuff. I mean, I've seen. Oh yeah. I got 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 a ton of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me get the kiss knife real quick because I haven't actually opened this yet. I was going to actually wait until we filmed ours, but we're going to go ahead and do a little exclusive here. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Let me just open this up. Okay, so first of all, I love the little stuff. Even if it's not something rare, something expensive, something collectible, mm-hmm. I just love the little stuff. So I found this little destroyer notebook. Oh, that's cool. Which I may or may not use it, but the fact that it's just a destroyer notebook, I was like, you know what? I'm getting that. Um, so I love Live to Win. I thought Live to Win was awesome. And mm-hmm. I found this little, um, little postcard that advertises uh, his tour that he did in 06 supporting that. So that's cool. uh, I thought that'd be pretty cool, but the big thing. So um, you're aware of all the leaked videos that have been coming out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the leaked videos uh, that came out was from the psycho circus tour, um, a show they played in Mexico. Right. Actually came across a mug, a beer stein, from that show. Oh, wow. And I actually have another Psycho Circus Stein mug already. I collect Psycho Circus stuff because that was when I was born and I came out or uh, I came around. So I saw this and thought, well, I got to have that. I'm going to add that to the Psycho Circus collection. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah. So just a a few stuff there uh, I found and thought would be cool. Um, So let's get into... uh our segment that we were going to talk about the main meat of this video is um, when I talked about, uh, I originally talked about uh, getting you guys in a video with uh, Rob from right between the eyes. And he's like, well, they like to have things to talk about. So have a topic, (laughs) have a topic ready. And I was like, well, I've got a few topics. I've got, I have a list of topics in case somebody wants to, I want to make a video. What can we talk about? I'm like, oh, we could talk about this or this or this or this. And one of the things I had on there was, um, uh, what's, what's your five, what's five of your songs that, that your, their favorite version of, because we all have that kiss has done. And, and what I limited this to was basically you could choose a demo if you wanted to. You could choose the actual album version, uh, studio version. You could choose a remix or a remaster. Uh, you could choose or live or live version. Uh, and, you know, and that, but it kind of wanted it to be often an official release. And yeah. so um, I, because um, I mean, 
the 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 scope is endless if you just like oh I like this YouTube video from such and such. <laughs> so uh, so I wanted to keep it kind of scoped down uh, to uh, original um, original releases, official releases, and uh, I picked five songs. And uh, and Xander picked five songs, and we're just going to kind of go back and forward in no particular order. And uh, he picked his five songs, and I picked mine, and then we each picked our best, our favorite version of that song. Uh, and now I will be honest with you, I had a little bit more time to do research on mine because I kind of already had mine. And whenever you told me yours, I was like, okay, I'll listen to those. And I listened to almost um, every version that I could think of. Uh, and kind of compared them really quick, but I don't have in my notes what all different versions I listened to where I kind of on mine, I'm like, okay, I, I picked from these versions and this is the one that I picked the best. So, so forgive me if I'm a little skimpy on different versions I picked from when it comes to your songs. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know if you did the same thing or I just didn't know if you were like, this is my favorite song. Uh, you know, and no, I, I was just like, let's just pick them. Let's just pick five songs and go. And then I'll just listen to a bunch of them and I'll be like, oh, that's the one I want. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with me. Um, my first song is, and I kind of picked these as kind of my favorite songs or songs that I know has a standout version that I really love. Uh, that's kind of my thought process behind it. Um, and you can tell what your thought process behind your five was whenever you um, start your first one. But my first one is one of my favorite Kiss songs and one of the oldest Kiss songs that actually predates Kiss. Mm. Mr. Stanley wrote it when he was 16 years old, and that's Firehouse. Um, and I have a deep love for the song Firehouse, and it kind of always surprises me whenever I talk to a Kiss fan, and they're like, I'm like, man, I love Firehouse. I just love it. And they're like, it's all right. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> you know? whatever. Take it or leave it. But uh, so, so Firehouse is one of my favorites. And so the ones that I kind of scoped out from was the demo. The demo from Firehouse, uh, you can listen to online or off the box set, is very different. They go into this weird thing. It's it's, it's not really – It's very extended. And whenever – if you're so used to listening to the original – and then you listen to the demo, they will shock you in a couple places because you're expecting something else to happen. We're expecting something to happen and something else happens. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it kind of jolts you. I actually have made videos of listening to some of the demos and and making notes on, you know, with the box sets. And I need to get back to doing that. I never finished a box set, but I need to get back to doing that. But um, I listened to the demo. I listened to the debut. Um, the debut, believe it or not, it's not one of my favorite versions because it is so dun dun dun. It's very dun, slow. Dun, 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 it is so slow. Uh, but the mm-hmm. the the heart and the soul of the song is there. You can still hear it. Paul's got such a great voice being so young. Um, for the longest time, my favorite version of Firehouse was off of Alive. Um, mm-hmm. because it's just got that that power to it. It's coming right off of hotter than hell. I always love when they play those two together. They don't usually do that anymore. It's been a while since they've done that, but those just always booked in. Cause you're talking about something being hot and burning. And then you talk about get the firehouse. It's a perfect bookend of songs. So for the yeah. longest time alive, and I went into this thinking alive is going to be my favorite version. Uh, the double platinum version is pretty cool. 
Um, I like how they change it at the end and kind of the song comes back in a little bit, the little instrumental part. And they do a little remix. They put an f- effect on Paul's voice, and that's kind of cool. Was that um, a re-record? Do you know? It, I don't think it's a re-recording. I don't know if it is. It, it's. I don't know if it's a re-recording or not. Um, then they and then they did it on Millennium, uh, and mm-hmm. so I with you know with uh, Ace and Peter, uh, the Millennium album. Uh, they did it on. Uh, they, it's also on Tokyo off the soundboard, Donington off the soundboard, and the Des Moines off the soundboard. And um, the one that I ended up picking, believe it or not, I actually went through and listened back through it again, is it edged out alive is the Millennium version. The Millennium version is actually really good. If A lot of people, they've never even heard the Millennium album because it was one of those albums that kind of got swept under the rug. It was supposed to be a live four and then Symphony ended up being a live four. And it's one of those, but Millennium is a really good album. Uh, it's got some really it's a really good representation of ace and peter it's kind of along the lines of donnington too donnington sounds a lot like uh you know because it's kind of the same era Mm -hmm. uh i think it was both filmed on kind of like the farewell part of the tour um so uh so yeah so millennium is my favorite version of firehouse so i thought that i was going to be the the crazy one because i too think that that version of the millennium concert is my favorite and because i was i was also leaning towards kiss alive and then i heard the uh the double platinum version but when i heard the millennium version again i was like that's the one i think it has to do with ace's tone Mm -hmm. ace always had a heavy tone and you don't really get that in the original version and i Mm -hmm. think uh this millennium version you know ace's guitar just sounds super heavy uh, you mentioned Paul's vocals. His mm-hmm. vocals are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's live, so there's just going to be a lot of energy anyway. So, no, I agree. I think the the Millennium version is my favorite, and I think they included that version on Kiss 40. And so that's the version that they use on Disc 2. And I look forward to it every time because, yeah, it's a very it's a strong version of that song. The original isn't quite as heavy, and um, you know, Kiss Alive certainly has that energy. But no, I, I agree. I'm with you. The Millennium Concert is definitely my favorite version of Firehouse. Yeah. No, fa- favorite official version. Favorite official version, right. Yeah. Um, the thing I like about it, too, is that it rides right in the middle. Firehouse is one of those songs that historically, they either play too slow or they play too fast. And if you play it too slow, it kind of drudges. And you play it too fast, it loses its groove because it has that yeah. really cool dun 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 dun. It has that groove to it, and Peter plays a really good groove to it. And not you know no other slight against any other Kiss drummer uh, because I love I love them all really, but Peter just has a way to play the groove to that song because he was the guy that originally played it, and so. He just plays that. He sets in that groove. When they play it at just the right speed, he sets in that groove. And that's what they do on um, on Millennium. They play it right there in the middle. Because uh, mm. I admit, even on Alive, it's a little fast. Yeah. Um, you listen to it on, I believe, on uh, Des Moines. Des Moines, it is crazy fast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're done They're done in three minutes. I yeah. mean, it's like, dun, 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 dun. It's too fast on, yeah. on Donington. So, um, I mean, on Des Moines. Uh, so, yeah, so that's awesome that we agreed together. I mean, that's okay if we don't, but that's awesome. All right, so I what about have... your 
What about your first listened, one? I should have listened to a few of the other versions because I actually didn't listen to the Donington version or the Des Moines version. So um, you, you said it was on uh, Tokyo as well? It's on oh, Tokyo. it was on Tokyo. Yes, because Paul has that awesome vocal intro. Mm-hmm. He's just going nuts on the vocals. Yes, I do remember. That. Oh, that's yeah. a good version too. That's a good version. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, what were you, what, what were you saying? Um, your first one. Oh, my first one. Yes. Okay. So I was kind of yeah piggybacking off your. You sent me your five, and I was going to send my five, and so I was kind of piggybacking off yours. Like, well, what other songs would you know complement well and go well with this list? So the first choice that I wanted to uh, bring to the table was "Shout It Out Loud." It's obviously um, an iconic Kiss song. It's a classic Kiss song. It's off Destroyer. They still play it live today. It's always the, you know, second or third song in the set list, and it has its fair share of you know versions out there. And so I thought, well, hey, it's a '70s classic. Let's bring it out and let's see, you know, um, what our favorite versions are. And so I actually almost forgot about this version because I was just going to go with the original because it is so iconic and it is a classic Kiss song and it's. You know, just one of those songs, but I actually ended up going with the Tiger Stadium version from oh. Greatest Kiss. Yeah. And I almost forgot about it until I just so happened to, you know, just quickly look up Shout It Out Loud on YouTube. And I forgot about that version, but that version, I think, just captures what Kiss is live. And mm-hmm. it may be a little doctored up. I think it was produced by Eddie Kramer or something. And so maybe he did a little bit of, you know, uh, but that's what we want, right? It's a mm-hmm. you know a strong sounding version of that song. I think there was a music video to go with it or a live video. I can't remember. But um, it almost makes me wish that they had done Kiss Alive 4 on the reunion tour. Because, you know, I mean, that tour, we know it sold so well. And we know, I think it was like one of the best selling tours of that year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all know that it is a special place in Kiss fans' heart. So... We have Donington, but how cool would it have been to have Donington, you know, back then as Kiss Alive 4? You listen exactly. to, I mean, you listen to that version of Shout Out Loud, and it's like, well, man, take that whole set list and give me an album full of that. Exactly. Kiss Alive Who? It's like, that would have been like the new Kiss Alive, I think. That would have been awesome. But nonetheless, it's a great, I think they even put it on the box set, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that's the version I'm going with, Tiger Stadium. All right. So my versions that I kind of, you know, of course it's on Destroyer and it's on Resurrected and Destroyer Resurrected, um, slightly different, not too much. Um, and then, of course, Alive 2, which was my classic version for mm-hmm. a long time. It's a classic version. I still hear that beginning, Paul, you people want a little bit of rock and roll? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, And, and then uh, the Tiger Stadium. I listened to that one and then the Donington, the the version off of Donington. And I was really, it was like, it's a song that they do so well um, live and um, Gene and Paul trading vocals. And I always love songs where Gene and Paul trade vocals. I'm a sucker for it. Um, And uh, I really liked the, uh, the uh, kind of tied on the, the Tiger stadium one. And the Donington one, but kind of later. And remember, I told you whenever we were texting earlier, I said I'm second guessing my choices. This yeah. is one that I this is one that I kind of agonized over. And by the time I was like, okay, it's a three way tie to me for for three different reasons, and um, basically for one different reason. You know, the other two are really really good, and and the one is really good, 
and it's the one that's been with me the longest. So since it was so close, I went with a Live 2 because it's a classic version. It doesn't have the sonic sound that Donington and Tiger Stadium does. You know, it's it doesn't sound as good sonically, but the performance is, you know, even if it's re-recorded and doctored or everything like that, just the way Gene Paul comes in and Gene comes in when he starts singing, um, you know, it's I, I love it. So uh, so I picked a live two version, but dude, it was close. It was hard. It was hard to pick uh, my favorite version on that one. For sure, yeah, that Kiss Alive two version is really good. All right, so my next one is um, this is another one of my favorite songs. I've always loved this song. The very first time I heard it. Uh, and it, I, I was actually a Kiss fan a little bit before I heard this song because it's off of the Alive and it's off of the, one of the first three albums. And I kind of only really knew that the, the second three albums existed because I had Destroyer first. Then I became a, a Kiss Alive 2 fan. Saw songs on there that I didn't know. So I went seeking, looking at the back of albums for mm. songs, titles when I was eight years old. Skipped over other albums looking for and ended up getting Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun. And uh, and then after a while, I discovered Alive and I discovered this song. And I went back and found this song from the studio on the debut album. Another very old song, um, Black Diamond, is mm. my number two. One of my favorite Kiss songs, definitely a top ten. Um, I love everything about this song. I love the way Paul starts off and how it starts off soft and then Peter gets that amazing vocal. And um, I love the end. I love that so where Ace comes in with that blue solo, they stop and Peter comes in with that do, do, do. Even all the way back to the first album, I don't have a problem with this until it gets to the end where it does the slow down rather than, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like that, um, the slow down part. I know some people dig it. I don't really. I, I like the way they end it when they end it live, how they just do the, thing and even sometimes in the 80s when they did the da -na 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 -na, that was a little thing they did at the 80s during the 80s and they did the da -da -na 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 -na. they yep. did that kind of during that time around you know that era um but the the ones that i picked from that i considered from was the debut alive double platinum millennium symphony rocks vegas Tokyo off the soundboard and Donington off the soundboard. So I had a real mm. deep scope here to pick. Um, the two standouts for me, although I love the version off of, of, of the debut and I love the Alive version, um, the two ones that I really, that stick out, it's good on Donington, it's good on Tokyo, it's good on Rocks Vegas, but... I have this stigma and I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong, but the two guys on Rocks Vegas aren't my guys. Yep. And I know it's wrong. A lot of people, <laughs> younger people like you don't have a problem with it, but it's so, you know, it's unfair. I know, I know, but, um, I but the two that really kind of come to the forefront whenever I, and then I started listening back and forth between the two was Millennium and Symphony. And I had to choose between either Millennium or Symphony. And I love on Millennium when he starts singing and he goes, do you know this one? And he mm. just plays a little bit more and he's like, do you know this one? And the crowd's just going crazy because he knows they know it. It's freaking Black oh, yeah. Diamond. You know? um, but the one thing that I do like about on this one is that he doesn't go into that 
he just kind of dr- goes in directly singing. He doesn't go into that thing that he does where he goes, he kind of draws it out and starts, you know, he just kind of does it and then gets into it. So Millennium is a really, Millennium is a really good album. For those of you who are naysayers towards Millennium or don't know anything about it, you need to go on YouTube and listen to it. Millennium is a better album than you think it is. Um, the other one, the second runner-up was Symphony. And Symphony version of this is beautiful. When they break into that, hit it, and the symphonic orchestra comes in behind them. Um, that, I mean, it's just awesome. I love Symphony, too. I think it's a oh, great... Yeah. I think it's a great CD, great DVD. Um, I like to watch Symphony. I don't listen to it very much. I like to, when I'm going to listen to Symphony, I get my DVD out and I watch it. And I Mm. listen to it through the surround sound, put it on the big 70 inch, and I watch it. I have a concert in my my living room. Um, (laughs) So this was really close, but the one that I ended up choosing was Millennium, just because I love that at the very beginning where Paul just, you know, sometimes Paul does a lot of stuff. His, a lot of his banter and stuff, it gets on my nerves. Um, and he, he goes over the top and stuff. But on this one, he was just like, I just love the tone how he's doing. Just like, he's like, you know this one? Do you know this one? And then he just starts singing that. And the way he just sings, he just sound during that time, Paul still sounded so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even back then, he just sounded so good. And, uh, but Millennium is good. Ace is solo at the end. I mean, he just nails it. And like you said, his tone on that album, his tone on Donington is just the mm-hmm. Donington mix. I don't want to get in too much because I don't want to spoil my my reviews of my off the soundboard. But Donington, God, it just has such a good sound. Everybody talks about Tokyo. Tokyo mm-hmm. sounds good. Virginia Beach sucks. Yep. Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach. <laughs> you know, Virginia Beach, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, God. It sounds like it's like who covered the mics up with foam? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, who's got their hand, um, who's, their finger who's over got, the speaker or yeah, something? Who, yeah, who's got their hand over the speaker? Jeez. But, uh, but um, Donington, man, Donington sounds so good. Um, but anyway, yeah. so Millennium is my version of Black Diamond. And mine is also the Millennium. I think it's crazy. <laughs> you were talking before. We were talking before the the show, and you, you know, you were saying about how Kiss fans, um, you know, we have some of the same thoughts, and we pick up we pick up on some of the same things. And I think this is a perfect example because there are tons of versions of Black Diamond to listen to, like you said. And for me, the, as a whole, the Millennium concert really isn't an album that I come back to a lot because, like you said, most people just kind of have it in their head that it's one of the lesser albums. And the truth is it's actually better than some people would think. I think Psycho Circus is a fantastic opener. It sounds great on that album. Already talked about Firehouse, so we won't do that again, but Black Diamond is just another solid track. Um, We can all agree that Peter's vocals are absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, he really shines on that album. And so to me, that's kind of why I was drawn to that one because Peter just sounds absolutely flawless on that version. And because just the quality of that record in terms of it, the way it sounds, it's not like one of the soundboards where it's a little muffled or whatever. Uh, Millennium Concert sounds really, really good. I actually just recently bought it on vinyl, finally. That's one that uh, for some collectors is really hard to find on vinyl, especially for a good price. And so I was able to find it on vinyl for um, a pretty good price. And so I was jamming that. And um, that's kind of what I went back to was that version because, yeah, it's solid. So... 
uh, yeah, me and you, we're we're definitely on the same page on that. So so far, we're both thinking the Millennium concert, which is kind of ironic. All right. So what about your next one? So my next one, um, I actually chose God of Thunder. It's another uh, 70s classic, but there's not a tremendous amount of versions of this song. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to take a song that doesn't have a tremendous amount of, you know, original ver- or official versions to choose from mm-hmm. and see what direction we would go. And for this song, I chose or my favorite official version of God of Thunder is by far Alive 4, the symphony orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Kiss Alive 2. I love the original, mm-hmm. but I love Live Kiss. And mm-hmm. to me, when I was in third grade, when they did the the Kiss Alive 4, and at that time it was post-farewell tour. So for me, it was like, who knows if Kiss is even going to do anything. They said they were gone, you know. And so to get that big moment where there's like a pay-per-view where you can watch, there's a DVD, there's an album, you know, it was pretty spectacular on its own, but I thought they sounded really good with the the orchestra. I was really surprised to see, you know, how well they all performed together. And I felt that God of Thunder was probably out of all of them, the song that made Kiss or made that song just stand out the most. I felt the, I mean, Detroit Rock City is good. And there's a couple other versions of songs that are really good. You talked about Black Diamond from Kiss Mm -hmm. Alive 4, but for me, God of Thunder is just, it sounds so good. I think they even used that version for the intro where you put the DVD in and then the selection screen plays God of Thunder and it couldn't be any more perfect. I just felt like, you know, it's already a really good demon song, but the orchestra made it sound 10 times better. So I'm going with uh, Kiss Alive 4. All right. Um, so I, I contemplated um, several um several on this one i contemplated the demo with okay. paul with paul yep. singing lead um because sure. i actually really like that demo uh, uh it's very interesting that's one of my what ifs what if what if ezrin would have not been there to produce and it would have been eddie kramer and eddie kramer would have let uh, he would probably let paul go ahead and and have his way and record god of thunder we would have not had the demon or at least that's not at that point in time about. I mean, it's really something that the, one of those what ifs. It's like, what if Eddie Kramer would have per- produced all three second Kiss albums? I personally mm. think one of my big what ifs is what if Eddie Kramer would have been Kiss's George, George, or I think it's George Marino or George Marino or whatever for the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, he produced all, almost all their albums. What if Eddie Kramer would have produced everything from Kiss from their first demo all the way through to because almost anything that anything that Eddie Kramer touched for them turned into gold, turned into yeah. platinum. Look Rock what he did for, Rock look Rock what Rock he did for Alive. Look what he did for Rock and Roll Over. Look what he did for Alive 2. Look what he did for Ace's solo album. Mm. It's like anything that Eddie Kramer touched. It's like he knew Kiss, I think, almost better than Kiss knew themselves. And I think that... He was a good producer. Yeah, yeah he, you know, I think that... that uh, you know, Bob Ezrin made uh, Kiss a different band, but he only really made them a different band for one album. And, you know, and and yeah, they there was a leaps and bound jump. If you would have, if you skip over Destroyer and you go from Dress to Kill to Rock and Roll Over, it's 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 a it's a step up, but it's not that big of a step up. It's like yeah, it's Kiss comparable. sounded Kiss sounded really good on Dress to Kill. 
and they just got a little more edgier and had a little more rock and roll to them. And they were really ingrained in the rock and roll lifestyle by that time. And Destroyer is really the standalone kind of, it's almost to me, it's like the elder, but it was more commercially successful. But at the, but that's kind of like hindsight because the only thing that really made the uh, Destroyer commercially successful was Beth. Yeah, and Destroyer was bombing until until Beth became a hit. It was bombing. Yeah. Kiss themselves will say, "We put out Destroyer." The fans were going, "What is this?" Yeah, and which is so and, odd to think about because it's like their seminal album by by today's standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, Destroyer's the greatest Kiss album. And I'm like, mm, hot take. I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You think that, but that's only because hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's also yeah. got, you know, it's also got those songs on it that you hate, like great expectations, like some people do. Like, okay, you know. Yeah. Um, but so uh getting back on topic. Uh <laughs> so 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 yeah. So I I considered the demo, I considered the version off of Destroyer, I considered the version off of Resurrected. Uh, of course, off of a live two, and um, and then the some of the off the soundboard since I was listening to them, and uh, and then the some the symphony a live four, and uh, man, I was right there with you on symphony just because it um it sounded like everything that you said. I agree with everything you said, and almost to me, this is the way that. I'm surprised Ezra didn't envision it uh, with with uh, you know, and put uh, a lot of stuff behind it, mm. like uh, like a, a band uh, or an orchestra, like they like they did on a live four. But honestly, when it come down to it, um, so to me, Kiss is a better live band for the most part until it comes to certain songs, and I think God of Thunder is one of those songs. And the reason why I like the Destroyer version of God of Thunder is just because it is so epic and it's something that they could never achieve live. Mm. Um, yeah. They could never, they could never do that live. And a lot of people, they, the kids get on their nerves and all the background noise gets on their nerves and everything. But I just think to me, that's the iconic version of destroyer of, of God of thunder. So that's what I'm going to go with the one off of destroyer. You know what other song is kind of like that too, where it sounds really good on the studio, but it just did not translate well live within from Psycho Circus. Yes. <laughs> that version on the studio record is one of my favorite Gene songs ever. It is so majestic, just the journey it takes you on. But they played that live on that tour and it just did not sound the same. I felt like, mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but it just didn't carry that same, you know, atmosphere. But uh, I can see what you're saying about God of Thunder too, being really good on the studio. That's another good idea for a video. We could say what songs we could go opposite. People always say, oh, Kiss sounds better live. Let's pick mm -hmm. 10 songs that Kiss does not sound better live. <laughs> that could be fun. That could be really fun. Because I, I know of a few. I know of a few right off the top of my head. I know of I a few that I'm like, oh, in. I do not like that they did this live. There's one of them off of uh, one off the soundboards. Uh -huh. I saw that it was on there and I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And then it got to it and they started playing it. And I was like, kind of cringy. Okay, <laughs> a little cringy. Sure. little cringy. 
I want to know what that is. So we may have to do, do, do that episode. That'd be kind of fun to hear because I got a couple too. There's one off Hot in the Shade I can think of, but I won't get to it because that'd be spoiling yeah. it. But yeah, good, good idea. All right. So yeah, we'll do that episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so um, so my third is another classic. Um, it's uh, I'm I'm an old man, so I'm sticking to a lot of the classics. But uh, it's a classic. It's off of the first album, Cold Gin. And I started, I was really surprised with Cold Gin because I started looking for versions other than studio versions, and there's not many, at least official releases. Um, You got the debut, you got a live, you got double platinum, Tokyo off the soundboard, and Donington off the soundboard. Mm. was the was the ones I could find. Now I probably missed one somewhere because I was kind of skimming through the albums and being like, "Oh, there's Cold Gen, let me play it." And so I might have missed one. I'm not saying that that's all inclusive of official live releases um for somebody gets happy down in the comments and like, "You forgot all <laughs> for such and such." Somebody's um, just waiting for it, yeah. Somebody's waiting. They're like, "Oh, man, oh, they they got the they got the they got the comment button. They're ready." Um yep. but so the ones I considered was off of the debut, Alive, Double Platinum, Tokyo Off the Soundboard, and Donington. Um, Donington sounds really good, um, but Gene, you know, I, and, and Ace sings the second verse, and, and when this first started playing, and I was like, man, this is a really good version. And then after I started listening to it a little while, I started noticing that Gene, Gene rarely gets on my nerves when he's singing unless he's just over singing and, and, you know, screaming rather than, and growling rather than singing um, Mm -hmm. or forgetting the words or singing the wrong words (laughs) to his own songs. God, he drives me crazy. Um, But he was like, um, you know how he usually sings, my heat is broke. I'm so tired. And it cuts off. Yep. He was doing, he was doing, if you go back and listen to Donington, he's doing this stupid thing where he's like, my heat is broke. I'm so tired. He's like, just drawing it out. I need your fuel to build a fire. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> why are you doing that? You know, I don't know. But, um, but yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to pick this one just because Ace singing and they do sound good. Um, Tokyo off the soundboard sounded really good. Uh, off, off the debut and off a of double platinum, I kind of discounted just because they're so slow. It's another song like Firehouse. It's just so slow. Yeah. Um, and uh, But so I went with the classic. I went with Alive. That's like the quintessential um, version to me. So it was the classic. So I went with the live version. So what about you? I was actually listening to several different versions and I, again, I missed the Donington. I didn't even think about to, to listen to the soundboards, but I ended up also sticking with alive just because I think, I mean, obviously we all know kiss alive is kiss alive. It's one of the greatest live albums of all time or the greatest live album of all time Mm -hmm. for some people. But I think that version of that song specifically made that song a kiss classic. I mean, obviously kiss only had a limited amount of material, at that time so it made sense that it would make it onto kiss alive but going forward you look at destroyer and beyond you can see where their set list was changing okay take out nothing to lose it's not working take out this song it's not working put in some of these new songs 
but cold gin, I think, you know, even in the eighties, they played it in the eighties. And mm -hmm. I think it's because of that version on kiss alive. The mm -hmm. banter I think is really important. You know, mm -hmm. when you're down in the dumps, you need something to bring you up. I mean, he still does that to this day. So right. that stuff has, you know, lasted all this time. So I think, you know, every time I hear it, it gets me pumped up. I don't drink, I don't drink alcohol. Uh, I drink muddy bag soda, but I mean, hey, it's <laughs> it still gets me. It still gets me pumped up. It still gets me energized. Right. Um, if we were not doing official version, uh, official versions, and we were just doing favorite version in general, I think one of my absolute favorite versions of Cold Gin was from the Sydney Australia show in 1980 that they included mm -hmm. on Kiss Algae Volume Two, where Eric Carr was just now getting into the band. Mm -hmm. That version that they played in Sydney was just absolutely phenomenal with i think it's at one point the second verse has gene paul and ace all together singing lead vocals and i love it when you know gene and paul sing together but mm -hmm. to have you know almost the whole band singing i mean vocally they just blend so well together mm -hmm. and um that version to me always stood out but we're not doing you know any version <laughs> we're doing official version so i too am going with kiss alive it's just too good it's too good yeah. I, what I love about the, a lot, you mentioned about what they did on a live. What I love about things that they did on a live uh, from the all three of the first albums was they had a they had a full show to fill up, and they had three songs to do it, or three mm -hmm. albums to do it, and they almost they're not all the songs, but uh, there's a lot of songs on a live that are expanded off of their uh, original versions. Cold Gin's expanded. You know, it's got the solos and it's got a solo. It's got the solo at the end. Yep. Um, and uh, let's see. And then it's got the uh, Rock and Roll Rock and Roll All Night has the uh, expanded solo where it's added where the Dress to Kill version don't even have a solo. Let Me yep. Go Rock and Roll has that whole expanded part. And I cannot believe I didn't choose Let Me Go Rock and Roll because that's one of my favorite songs. I tell you what, we should we should do that as a bonus one because that that song is like top five. We're not top five, but I don't know where it ranks, but it's so good. It's right. so good. Um, but uh, you know, so they they expanded a lot of those, and it's cool because you listen to the first three albums. That's the cool thing about Alive Two or Alive is you listen to the first three albums, and then you put Alive on, you get like it's like bonus stuff. It's like bonus material on the songs. The, and then it's funny because I'm so used to listening to a live too. When I go back and listen to one of the first three albums and I, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. They don't do that part. They don't do that long extended part to this song or they don't do that solo at the end or, you know, they, they don't, they put the, they don't do that that they do at the end of let me know. They do that at the end of cold gin, you know? So mm. it's, it's like, it's like they they moved stuff around, rearranged stuff, and flipped stuff around, and extended things. And it's really cool what they were able to do for that live show. Um, all right. So, what is your next? My third song. So, I decided for my third track to branch out of the '70s. I think this is the only song we chose that went outside the 1970s, and I decided to choose "Heavens on Fire." Heaven's on Fire is one of my personal top five favorite Kiss songs. That's my favorite 80s Kiss song. I think it's just Paul and uh, I think it was Desmond Child wrote that with him. Uh, they just knocked it out of the park. Perfect 80s Kiss song. Uh, Paul's vocals are insane. I've I always loved Paul and you know his 
almost like yodeling or whatever it is that he does mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. always stood out. So I wanted to choose this one, uh, go outside the 80s. Uh, there's only a few versions to choose from, but I think it's safe to say that Kiss Alive 3 is one of the best versions of that song. For me, it's my favorite uh, official release. Um, I love Kiss Alive 3 as it is. It's one of my favorite Kiss Alive albums. I love the Revenge era and the Revenge lineup. I thought they sounded really good. And so every time I hear Kiss Alive 3, that to me is like a standout track just because of, I like how in the studio version, you mentioned how live they'll extend some stuff. Uh, Heavens on Fire is a good example too, where in the studio version, there isn't that breakdown section where live, mm -hmm. they do a call and response with the crowd. They do it live today. And mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing that makes that version extra special. And before I ask you yours, I will say that um, the version they did on Kiss Classics, the re-records in 08, that version actually isn't bad either. Um, yeah. A lot of those versions just throw away re-records anyway. They don't sound as good. But that re-record actually of that song sounds really good to me. So, but I'm going to go with Kiss Alive 3. What about you? Um, the the two that I kind of really, I really only listened to two versions with this one. And uh, I love the studio version of, of uh, Heaven's on Fire. And I remember when Animalize came out, uh, Kiss had started, you know, with Lick It Up. And they had started kind of regaining some popularity and it was kind of cool to be a Kiss fan again and kind of cool to start wearing your shirts. And I remember going to the Animalized concert and coming home with the shirt. And um, and whenever you go to school, people knew, people that even weren't Kiss fans, they knew Heaven's on Fire. I mean, that's mm. how important that song was. Um, you know, and the rest of Animalized is kind of hit and miss. But Heaven's on Fire was a song that they desperately needed. And I think Paul knew they desperately needed that song. That's why he brought in one of the big hitters, brought in Desmond Child. Yeah. And uh, and it's not your typical kind of Desmond Child song. Uh, sometimes Paul has, he writes his typical Desmond Child songs with Desmond. Um, but Heaven's on Fire is not one of them. It's a rocker. I love that just simple, that simple riff. I like the drums in it. Mm. Um I like the live version where they do the calling out and everything. So I basically compared the studio version and a live three and a live three one. Um, yeah. It's a great version. Um, the version off of uh, animalized live and uncensored is really good. But yeah. That's, that's kind of not an official release, but the one off animalized live and uncensored is, is real good as well. That's right there. You know, when they, when they put it out. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, so, yeah, so live three for me on that one. Sweet. All right. The next one for me, my um, my next to last song is my favorite Kiss song of all time. Anybody knows me, they already know what I'm going to say. And that is Detroit Rock City. It's the first okay. Kiss song. It's the first Kiss song I ever heard. I put, you know, when my grandma bought me Destroyer and I took it home and put it on my record player the week after oh. Elvis died. Oh, uh, yeah, it was like I was an Elvis fan. That's how I became a fan. My my viewers know this, and but I'll tell you and, and uh -huh. maybe somebody who's watching this for the first time. Huge Elvis fan. Elvis dies in August of 77. I was distraught. I was tore up from the floor up, as they say. And um, at the time when I was little, they had these little things that you could, they were like comic book albums. And you it was an album and you got a comic book with it. 
and you could go home and take it and play it on your radio or on your record player and you could read along in the comic books and it was almost like an audio dramatization with sound effects and voice acting and everything like fantastic four captain marvel spider-man stuff like that and so i had a lot of those uh, and i was a you know a big fan of those types of things well the the weekend after Elvis died, like on a Tuesday. So the Saturday, my grandma was going down to the drugstore to to get her medicines. And drugstores back then, they were kind of cool because they had like short order grills and malt shops and record record racks and stuff like that in them. And so there was this rack. I did this video where I go home and the place isn't a drugstore anymore, but I go back to the location. And you can see the spot through the door where, because it was like right as you walked in the door, it was a little double thing of albums. Mm. And my grandma was like, baby, get you an album, get you an album, you know, because she knew I was sad about it. And there was Destroyer right there on the front. And it looks like a comic. And I picked it up and I'm like, I want this. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, huh, I ain't never seen that comic before. And I was like, well, I want this. This is what I want. And so I take it home and open it up and there's no comic book in it. And I was like, okay. And I put the album on and it starts playing. And it's like, you know, the sound effects and the car and everything. And I'm sitting here going, okay, cool. This is a dramatization thing. And then Detroit Rock City starts. And I was forever changed. Forever that's changed. Awesome. I mean, that that's my that was my entry. That was my first shot to the arm. Was, that's great. Uh, was Detroit Rock City. And so I think that's why that song will never, ever, ever get old to me. It never gets old to me. Um, so, yeah. So Detroit Rock City, I um, I listened to the demo. Um, Destroyer, Destroyer Resurrected, Alive, <laughs> Alive 2, Double Platinum, Alive 3, Millennial, Symphony, Rocks Vegas, Smashes, Tokyo Off the Sound, Virginia Beach Off the Sound, Donington Off the Sound, Des Moines Off the Sound. This is probably one of the most performed Kiss songs that probably revels love gun um and deuce uh the these these songs you can you got enough versions to shake a stick at uh with yeah. with, with uh detroit rock city um and i love and i liked all these versions i wasn't a big fan of i like donnington donnington sounded good virginia beach and eh. it was okay it just didn't sound that good um tokyo was good Smashes was okay. Rocks Vegas was okay. Symphony was great. Symphony was really good. Um, Millennial was really good. Alive 3 was really good. Alive 2 was really good. And Destroy version. And I almost went with the Destroy version, but I had to go with Alive 2. I mean, okay. That you want the best, you got the best. The hottest band in the world. Curse. That just amplified. And then just that down and down and down and down and and it's played at the perfect. Alive two is the perfect speed. If you play it slower than Alive two or faster than Alive two, you're playing it wrong. <laughs> the version on Alive two is the perfect speed. Um, so so yeah, for for Detroit Rock City, it's the Alive two version for me. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I actually went with Alive four. I went with okay. Alive four again. I think I've. Uh, a, f- a couple of mine at this point have been from a live four, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it opens up act three with the full yeah. symphony. It's the first song of the f- full symphony. And like you said, it's, it's a fantastic version. That was probably my runner up, even over the original version. That was probably my runner up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one to be. I think uh, Paul at that time vocally was, you know, still mm-hmm. just 
you know, having fun, just doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. And um, from the farewell to 03, you know, those versions of Detroit Rock City, the way he was singing it at that time was just fantastic. You can hear it on Tokyo too. That Tokyo version is really good. And that was one that uh, was kind of in the running for this one for mine. The reason why I think A Life 4 beats it out is the symphony. Uh, again, yeah. I thought that, uh, you know, David Campbell, the way he arranged those songs was just perfection. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really made those already great sounding Kiss songs sound even better. So I went with A Life 4. All right. Yeah, I love how he, he'll he do that. 12 o'clock, I've got to rock. <laughs> No time Let's, to turn. Yeah, that part right there, the 12 yeah. o'clock, I got to rock. That yeah. part right there is always like, just it gets me pumped up because the way he yeah. does it is so good. I think he, the VH1 Rock Honors was the same way. Uh, though I think my favorite, absolute favorite version of that song is the East Rutherford uh, on the Farewell Tour, that pay-per-view, because it yeah. opens that show too, and that's like the ultimate version for me. Yeah. But anyway, the official favorite is uh, Kiss Alive 4. All right, so you're next. And it's time for my fourth. So I decided to choose another one that had a very, very limited amount of official uh, releases to choose from. Detroit Rock City has a whole bunch. This one, I felt like I'd make it a little bit tougher on us. And I chose Sure Know Something. It's an absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible Kiss song, one of my favorite Kiss songs, favorite Paul songs. And I think it's my favorite off of Dynasty, even above I Was Made. But I figured we would uh, look at this song and look at the only, I think there's maybe only three versions of this song to choose from. So, um, and believe it or not, I'm actually going to stick with the original on this one. This is the first and only song I choose an album or I choose a song, a version that's from a studio record. So far I've chosen all live because, or all live tracks, because I think Kiss, like you said, is better live than they are in the studio. But when it comes to this song, Sure Know Something, I decided to stick with the original, even though the unplugged version is really, really, really good. And I love the fact that it ended up on Kiss Alive 4 with the ensemble. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm choosing the original is because it was actually the second Kiss song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Jeb and I, when we became Kiss fans, it was because of Kiss Extreme Close Up. Our dad had a copy of it. And so he just was like, here, watch this. And so we became enthralled, enthralled by Kiss watching that extreme close-up video and the first video the first song is unholy mm-hmm. unmask the current kiss at that time and mm-hmm. then the second video it shows is sure knows something where it's like 70s kiss full glam and uh i still for the longest time whenever i said the word kiss or heard the word kiss about the band the image that popped in my head is that part in the sure know something video where it's uh, there's all black behind him and it's just their faces mm-hmm. and they do the quick pose. Gene sticks his tongue out. Paul does the kiss, the pouty face. You know that one part. The I think it's the ah mm-hmm. uh, that always stuck out to me as like you know what kiss was in my head. So that video is one of my favorite kiss videos. But I figured we would um, check out Shrino sure something and go along with that. So I'm choosing the original version. I'm interested to hear what your official your favorite official version is. Um. Yeah, I, I listened to these three versions. Uh, Dynasty, uh, Dynasty, I think is is an amazing album. I'm one of those people who is a big fan of Dynasty. There's maybe only one or two songs off of Dynasty that I'm not the biggest fans of. I think Dynasty's a great album. Um, and uh, the unplugged version, I'm a big fan of too. 
And I, I think that it's great that they pulled that out for Unplugged. Uh, and it was a very surprising that they pulled it out for a live four. So mm-hmm. comparing these three together, this is basically what my thought process was and where I ended up with my favorite. I like all three versions. Um, I But this is the, it's kind of like the version I chose is the version to me that's just right. Because I, although I love Unplugged, I feel like it's a little, this song needs a little more than stripped down acoustic even though some people think even though they do great dynamics they do great dynamics on it but when it gets kind of soft it almost gets a little too soft especially during that interlude in the middle where they're doing the uh yeah when they're doing that it gets a little too drops out a little too much but the dynasty off of the studio is just perfect it's a perfection it's a perfectly constructed paul stanley song thought out and it just sounds so great. The sound of Dynasty. A lot of people think that Dynasty was a little over-polished. It's more polished than their previous Kiss albums. But there's still some stuff on there that rocks and has a rock edge to it. Charisma and all of Ace's songs. And and they're not as over-polished as Unmasked, even though Unmasked has its place. Um, they're not as over, over-polished as that. It's like... Vinnie Poncia took that, took it, and he sheened it a little more when it come to to uh, unmasked. Um, but I think that that uh, dynasty between these three, it's the perfect in the middle uh, representation of the song. So I like all three versions, and I like the song. So it was it was natural for me to choose the, the album version. So. For sure, you know I, what thing I noticed also was when I was looking at this because, like I said, I wanted to pick one that was a little bit tougher to you know. I wanted one that had a little bit more limited selection to choose from. And I was thinking, and I was like, wait a minute, this song has never been performed live electrically by the band. This has only been performed acoustically on a live four and live on unplugged, but they've never in a concert played this song. And that to me is just so unfortunate because I think it would translate very, very well if they did. It's, it's one of those songs that should be on the kiss cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should show up in a Kiss Cruise, but of course, I think it may have been on the Kiss Cruise, but it was like in the acoustic unmasked sail away show. But I think that would be a great song to add for the electric set. Do you agree or yeah. do you disagree with that? I think that they. I mean, I don't know if Paul can still. I think it'd be good to add if Paul can still pull it off because this is one of those songs that was recorded when Paul was kind of. He well, I wouldn't say that he was vocally in his in his heyday because he he was really strong all through the eighties, and yeah. he was constantly pushing himself. Like when you get to Crazy Nights and you got songs like My Way and songs where he was just I like oh how high can I sing with nobody mm-hmm. there to pull me back? How high can I sing? Um, but he whenever this song has such a dynamic to it, it's like the chorus is he's almost whispering while he's singing very breathy while he's singing. And, but then when he gets into the chorus, he's belting it. And I just don't know how Paul would sound belting this, this day, these days. Um, I think that the opportunity for them to sing this live electrically and sound good doing it is probably past in my opinion. Yeah. And it's a shame because it is a good song. It's one of the better songs on the album and it's a shame. Yeah. I love it. All right, so my final um, song 
is uh, another classic, one of the uh, older Kiss songs, uh, and it is Deuce. Um, and with Deuce, I listened to the demo. The day that there's a lot for this one too. The demo, the mm-hmm. debut, Alive, Double Platinum, Alive Three, Millennial Symphony. Um, uh, let's see, um, Smashes, Tokyo, and um, Tokyo, and uh, off the my, I got a typo here, but basically any of the off the soundboards. I think there's only one off the soundboard that it's not on. Yeah, let's say, um, I think it's on. I think it's on Tokyo and it's on Donington and it's on Virginia Beach too. I think. Right. Yeah. It's, but uh, not. Yeah, it's not. It's not on. It's not on uh, Des Moines. Yeah. Um. So. My favorite uh, version of this is for the longest time, uh, it was um, the Alive version. Uh, it sounds really good on Alive Three. Gene always sounds good on this song. Um, Millennial, it sounds really good. Symphony, it sounds really good. Um, but the one that I ended up picking after listening to it, listening to it, listening to it, just because, uh, I don't know. It's it was a, it was a combination of things. Like Gene's bass on this particular recording is just so fat and picky and in your face. And Gene, he's just belting out everything that he can. And he just sounds so really good singing it. And the rest of the band does a good job. Ace does a great job on solo. And uh, so you probably know which direction I'm leading towards. Ace does a really great job on solo. And just everybody else sounds really good. Background vocals sound good. Um, So, um, but I went with the Donington version of Deuce. Awesome. I, uh, I, this one was probably the easiest one. And for me, I had to go kiss alive three. And it's really because of Eric Singer, you and I are drummers. So I think, you know, where I'm going with this. Yeah. Eric Singer was just a standout on that track. He did a really good job because he was a kiss fan back in 74, you know, the early days too. So, you know, he grew up a Peter fan. So I think he did a really good job. Not that Eric Carr didn't. Eric Carr's phenomenal, Mm -hmm. but I like the way, you know, Eric Singer brought some of those songs up to a more modern at that time, a, a modern mm-hmm. feel. And what he was doing on Kiss Alive 3, particularly with Deuce, I thought was just incredible. Uh, all the different, you know, the fills that he was adding in. Oh, yeah. The, all the kinds bass, of fills. Double bass. I mean, oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, still to this day, it gives me chills. I mean, he has never played Deuce like that ever since that tour, ever since that era. Um, I understand why he does it now. It would just be kind of over the top nowadays. Mm-hmm. But every time I listen to Kiss Alive 3, you know, Creatures, right into Deuce, right into I Just Wanna, right into Unholy, Heaven's mm-hmm. on Fire, Watching You. I mean, Kiss Alive 3 does not stop. It just yeah. goes and goes and goes. All right, so... Um, Is it time for my last one? Yes. So my last one, I thought it'd be kind of fitting to do Rock and Roll All Night since it's the one that usually closes the set. I figured since, you know... Uh, it closes the set. It'll close um, our 10 songs to choose from. So the, the version I chose might actually come as a surprise because obviously there's, again, you know, it's one of those songs. There's a lot of versions to choose from. And the version that I chose might come as a shock to some people, but it's actually the version from Kiss Rocks Vegas. And this actually was the one that I ended up changing, or not, not changing at the last minute, but it was the one that I decided on the last because I wasn't really sure. 
Obviously, the Alive version is iconic. It's classic. It's the one song that I always hear on the radio from Kiss. It's always the live Kiss Alive version of Rock and Roll All Night. The original version is iconic. But for some reason, I landed on the Kiss Rocks Vegas version. I remember seeing that in theaters. I went with um, my well wife, then girlfriend, and my brother, and my best friend. And we were sitting in the theater with leather seats, which was new to me. And watching that whole show was fantastic. But when it got to Rock and Roll Night, it just became extra special because obviously they had a lot of confetti and all this extra stuff. But even that little breakdown section they do where they just kind of say Rock and Roll Night back and forth with the crowd, uh-huh. Paul's always doing some kind of extra banter with it. And what they did on Kiss Rocks Vegas, you have to go back and listen to it if you don't remember because Paul, is, he's, he's like, hey. Hey, hey, yeah. And then, of course, the crowd repeats it. And then he's like, my, my, my baby. And just all this fun stuff that he really doesn't do all the time. For whatever reason, that just stood out to me. It's really it's really fun to, to listen to. So um, as odd as it might seem, I'm going to go with the version from Kiss Rocks Vegas is my favorite version of Rock and Roll All Night. All right. Well, my favorite version is probably going to be an odd one as well. Um, and it's it's one that... When I sat down and I listened to all the versions, I'm not going to name all of them because there's so many different versions. It's it's one of the most song. I think it's been played at almost every Kiss show since they've since it's came out because it is their it's their closer. It's their anthem. It's the rock um, anthem. Yeah, it's the rock anthem. Uh, but when I started listening through and I was listening to all the different versions that's out there, I was like, I like this version. I like this version. I like this version. But then what I started noticing as I was listening through was that a lot of them, for the most part, sounded the same. They kind of started all blending in together. Some of them had little things where Paul did different things or whether they they sounded better than other versions. You know, the band themselves sounded better or the mix itself sounded better. The recording sounded better. But the one that just kind of when I listened to it and every time I came back around to listening to it, I was like, I like this. I like this. This is different. I like this. And so I went with uh, I went with a live four. I went with symphony. OK, I went with, I went with the symphony version um, cool. because just the band, just the, the orchestra being behind them, giving them the accents on those notes that ba you know, just given the notes, uh, the accents, and just you could see at the end that the orchestra is just having so much fun uh, at the end of that. You know, like I said, I'd listen to it and then I'd watch it. I'd watch the YouTube video listening to it. And um, so, yeah, so weird coming out of left field. I went with symphony. So nice. you, we both went with, you know, and, and you know. We'll probably get some hate down in the comments because how dare we not like the Alive version because it is bring the, it on, it, bring it on. It's the official version of that song, but you know, um, I think it's funny that a lot of so I noticed over the course of this was that we both chose predominantly live versions of these songs, which I think again says something about Kiss Live. You know, one of the things that us Kiss fans can kind of agree on is that there weren't really too many albums where their sound was actually perfectly captured on record. Those Mm -hmm. first three albums, they were good, but they don't capture them the way Kiss Alive did, you know, Mm -hmm. and then Destroyer with its being overpolished, you know, Dynasty and Unmasked, you know, all those songs sound better live. And so Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting how you and I both chose mostly the live versions of some of these songs. 
Yeah. That's why it'll be interesting when we do our video of songs that do not sound good live. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, I I've never done anything like this before. So this is this has been awesome. And yes, I definitely want to do the other video you mentioned. That'd be really cool. All right. Before we go, tell my viewers a little bit about your channel. And uh, I already said they can find you on YouTube, but what does Kiss Army Things do? What do you and what do you and Jeb do over there? Kiss Army Things. Well, right now we're uh, we're we're on YouTube. We're doing a lot of YouTube videos, mostly our podcast. Kiss Army Things originally was a, just a Facebook page. I think I think next year will be the ten year anniversary of Kiss Army Things. It just started out as a Facebook page where I was able to just post any and all of my low low quality memes and um, just kind of post, you know, as like a fan page basically. And then eventually we moved to Instagram and then we moved to YouTube and then it became a podcast. And so it's just been kind of a stepping stone over the last decade, but no, it's been, it's, it's just been a great way for us to share our love of kiss with everybody and for them to share it with us and for the kiss community to just kind of all come together. I mean, this is really the reason why we do it because, you know, we get to, I get to talk to people like you who otherwise I wouldn't know without your podcast, without my uh, podcast and being able to communicate in that way. So it's really just a really fun way to, talk with KISS fans and share with KISS fans. So for the last year and a half, we've been doing our KISS podcast, which is basically just my brother and I sitting here in the KISS room uh, talking about KISS current events, past events, future events, anything. We do product reviews, you know, a lot of the same things that other channels do just in our own way. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're a lot younger than you might think the common KISS fan would be. So we kind of bring that newer perspective to the table. And we just really, for us, it's just, you know, it's all fun. It's all positive. And so we really hope that um, you know everybody enjoys the content that we make. We actually just reached over 500 subscribers on YouTube, which you know awesome. for some might not be a lot, but for us, that's really cool. I mean, you know, 500 yeah. people are subscribed. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're just yeah. we're just having fun um, talking about Kiss. We're enjoying the end of the road. Uh, we're gonna go see him tomorrow night. Probably gonna do another concert review. This will be our third concert review on our channel. So um, stick around for that. And yeah, like I said, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube under Kiss Army Things. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. And here's to many more uh, years of doing this and here's to many more, um, many more subscribers. You guys definitely deserve it. All right. So guys, you all know where to find me, Instagram, Twitter, um, no Facebook anymore, just Instagram, Twitter, and here in my, on my YouTube, in the comments, uh, in the community page, and uh, feel free to uh, reach out, comment, whatever. And uh, that's all we've got for this one. Xander, thanks for joining me. Thanks for Thank taking me Friday me. night. Thank and, you for having uh, me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, see you all guys in the next one. And take care until we see you again. Bye. Peace.